Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we are talking about video marketing and how video can influence shoppers at every stage of the shopping journey. But we're not talking about this in the way you may expect to hear about this topic from me. Uh, as you know, I'm more of an ad guy, traffic guy. So we talk about video ads a lot. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about organic video, video as content, video on landing pages, and a whole host of other things. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And in addition to this podcast, we want to be a resource for you, helping you accelerate your e-commerce growth. I have a few powerful resources that are yours for the taking. First, if you're an Amazon seller, we have two resources I think you might like. One is called our DSP Roadmap. If you're considering Amazon DSP, it's a special type of Amazon display ads, which has some targeting features that will blow your mind. Uh, get our Amazon DSP Roadmap. If you're interested in sponsored brand video, formerly Video and Search, check out that guide. On the Google side, we have the ultimate guide to Google Shopping. This is a guide I wrote several years ago, but we got some updated information. Now you can get free Google Shopping listings. This guide will help you in that process. We also have our top YouTube ad templates. I think you're going to love that one. And then the guide to getting authentic customer testimonials. All of these give you detailed information on how to make these things happen. Very valuable, but also very free. Check them out, omgcommerce.com. Click on resources and guides. Check it out for yourself. And now, back to the show. So my guest today is Ben Amos, and uh, Ben and I met at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego back before the world was shut down, back when live events were still possible. And so we got to talking about video marketing, and uh, he was a speaker at the event, as was I. I was fascinated by some of the things he was talking about. And Ben is the founder of Innovate Media on the uh, Sunshine Coast of Australia. You'll be able to tell right away he's got an amazing accent. Uh, you'll, you'll enjoy listening if for no other reason than just to enjoy Ben's uh, accent. He's also the host of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And they also have courses and training. And I was on the podcast not long ago. So you can tune into that if you'd like. Uh, but with that, Ben, welcome to the show. And thanks so much for taking the time. G'day, Brett. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I love video. been a video guy for a long time but mainly on the ad side. So I really like this perspective, your perspective on this. We're going to look at how video really influences the customer journey and where to use it and how to use it and when to use it and all, all, all kinds of different fun things like that. I'm going to talk a little bit about live video as well. But before we do that, I would love to just hear your background. How did you become a video marketing expert? Sure. Well, my background is not in marketing at all. In fact, originally it wasn't even directly in video. So I started, I guess, my career uh, as a high school teacher and I taught um, drama and I taught film That's and television awesome. as well uh, to high school students for about seven years. And after doing that for a while, I ended up finding myself over in, in London and then in Ireland uh, working over there. And I, I ended up landing a job actually not in teaching, but with a small video production company on the west coast of Ireland in a town called Galway. 
And uh, that kind of sparked off this idea of maybe I can start my own thing. Maybe I can start my own business. And when I moved back to Australia, that's what I did. Um, I basically left teaching um, and started a video production company. And that was nearly 14 years ago now. And then, so yeah, I mean, I started just creating videos for anyone who would let me create videos for them and would pay me to do that. I was uh, creating wedding videos. I was creating, you know, short promotional videos for businesses. And uh, it got to a point basically where I was creating videos for a, for a local business and being inquisitive, I, I checked back on what that business had done with their video that, that, that we'd created for them. And at the time, everyone was happy with the video. We got paid. We moved on to the next client. But six months later, I looked back and all they'd done is they'd just taken this video and stuck it up on YouTube. And at the time, I remember it had amassed a lousy 34 views. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's clearly not a return on investment. Not exactly transformational that for that business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I kind of had this realization that potentially I was failing our clients. We were producing a video that they were asking us to produce, but maybe it was the wrong video or maybe it wasn't being used in the right way. So I felt that we needed to do more. And that was about seven or eight years ago. And that kicked off the journey for me into really trying to understand what it is about marketing. What is digital marketing? How does it work? How does video marketing work? And now, you know, fast forward to, to now, and that's exactly what we do is our position. What we do here in, in my agency in Australia is a video strategy agency. We still produce content, but we focus on the strategy first with our clients to make sure that the videos we create actually get results. And that's what we can talk about today. Yep, I love it. I love it. The right, the right strategy properly executed. That's where you find results with, with video or with anything really. But I bet, and, and I, I didn't know that about your your history. I didn't realize you were a, a teacher. I can think back. My speech and debate teacher in seventh and eighth grade, transformational for me. She really helped shape me and give me confidence. And that was part of the groundwork, I think, for me enjoying you know, speaking in public and stuff like that. So, uh, one yeah. tip your hat to you for that. That's awesome. You're doing. You did that. But then also, I bet that came in handy, like teaching people how to be comfortable uh, speaking as a high school student probably helped helped you coach people to overcome the fear of being on camera and stuff. Absolutely. I think it's it's aided me in a whole bunch of ways that I didn't realize in, until after the fact. And a background as a teacher, effectively what I do now is I teach. So for me, uh, the the way that we attract clients into my agency as well is about leading with with value, with education. You know, I teach through the podcast, I teach through my speaking and consulting the more that I can help our clients understand why we're doing what we're doing and or why they should take the action that we're suggesting, so the more we can educate, the better informed they are and therefore, you know, it's better for everyone. So I'm still a teacher at heart. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, let's take, let's just dive right in. So let's let's pretend we're consulting with helping an e-commerce company. And so we're, we're going to be thinking about what, what is our video marketing approach. And so I totally agree with you. We need the strategy first before we go anywhere else. How do you help people come up with their video marketing strategy? What questions do you ask them? What thought exercises do you have? How, how can we begin to flesh out that strategy? Sure. Where it all begins for me when it comes to a, an effective video marketing strategy is really understanding the audience. If you don't know who it is that you're trying to sell to and the journey that they go on to make that purchase decision, then it's really hard to create content that's going to resonate with them 
at different stages of that journey, they go on to buy from you. So an example of, well, it, I mean, it's the same whether it's e-commerce or, or B2B or, or service-based businesses or, or whatever, right? Um, but at the end of the day, if we can understand that, that ideal customer and understand where they start that journey, first of all, I feel that most people in business, and it, it depends on where they are in their marketing journey as a business, but um, most people are focused on the conversion end of the journey. So trying to get the sale to happen, right? And that comes from, I believe, more traditional advertising, you know, the idea of direct response where, you know, let's just put our message out there, our sale or our price or our product and the right people will see it and they'll buy it, right? And that's that's fine. But when you're focused at that end of the journey, you're kind of forgetting the, the rest of the decision-making process that someone is going on to buy from you. And so that's where it needs to start is really understanding that when people make a decision to purchase a product, it starts well before that purchase decision at the, at the phase where they're becoming aware of a need, right? That, that awareness phase. When we talk about the, uh, the, the funnel, the marketing funnel, we kind of go through a phase of awareness, consideration, purchase, right? And then advocacy or post-purchase. And that's how we can map out a, a video strategy. Yep. So we can start with awareness, right? Um, shall we dive into that? Yes, do it. Let's, let's talk awareness, yep. Cool. So at that stage, it's critical from a, a video perspective or any kind of communications and marketing perspective that we recognize that people are making decisions here based on emotion. So that they're, they're not caring about the product that you sell or what it is that you do or what you can offer them. What they care about there is themselves. They're waking up every morning, living their own life, dealing with their own issues, their pain, their frustrations, their excitements. These are emotions that are impacting on that person. And that's where that trigger happens that moves them on the path to eventually buy something. Should we, should we work to an example, Brett? Like, is there an e-commerce, like a product or an example? Absolutely. We can use I think that is together? always easier, clearer when we talk to an example. So let's, let's talk about an e-commerce business. And uh, yeah, what, what, kind of, what kind of product or what kind of product category uh, would, would strike your fancy here? Okay, well, let's, um, let's talk about baby products, for example. Let's yeah, talk there just you go. Like generally, it. you know, babies, toddlers, you know, that kind of thing, right? I think we can, um, many people can connect with that. So sure. if we think about, you know, selling baby products, then there's a realization as a parent who is the purchase, purchaser, right? Um, at that emotional end of the journey, when they're becoming aware of a need, there's a lot of emotions at play. So they're not necessarily thinking that they need a specific product for their for their baby. They're thinking instead about, um, you know, wanting the best for their child or wanting to ensure that the child develops in the right way and, you know, uh, you know that they're healthy and that they're um, developing the right way. That's the kind of emotion that's at play there. So, and they don't want to be they don't want to be a bad parent, and they don't want to be seen as a bad yeah. parent either, right? Like all Absolutely. those emotions come in. And they don't want to fail yeah. at this. Yeah. Absolutely. So for a brand intending to get that parent to buy their product, we need to start first by marketing to them at that emotional end of the journey. You see the big brands do this, um, you know, the, so the big brands are going to spend a lot of money at this awareness phase in creating emotional advertising or emotional campaigns. And video works really well here. And the best way I direct our clients to use video at this awareness end of the journey is to focus on storytelling. So storytelling as a form of communication is 
intrinsically emotional, right? So if you tell stories, people resonate with them at a, at a more emotional level. So here for the baby products, you're going to tell, you know, stories around um, parents and around, uh, you know, the successful upbringing of a child into a healthy toddler and that kind of thing, right? And obviously the product comes alongside and is the, I guess, the guide or the or the thing that supports that happy outcome of the story, right? So here you're not directly selling your product or pitching your product, but instead you're telling an emotional story that people can buy into. Because I think it's critical in this kind of purchase journey to first get people to buy in before you ask them to buy, right? And buying in is it's an emotional thing. So that's where it needs to start. So an organic video strategy needs to start by thinking, how are we going to use video to position our brand with the right emotional connection with our ideal audience? Because if you can do that, then they're more likely to actually resonate with the rest of the way you're going to communicate with them on the purchase journey. So, so to, to, to shift tactical for just a minute, so we're we're thinking about awareness, we're trying to understand the emotions that our, our uh, new parent is having that we would love to build a relationship with and hopefully eventually sell some products to. So, so we're, we're thinking of these emotional stories. So where are we deploying this then? Are you, is this going to be um, specific videos we put on YouTube or other places that someone may search and find organically? So they're maybe searching for the answer to a question or how to solve a problem or how to get my baby to do this or that? Or, or where where would you think about deploying this? Or are we not quite ready to, to get to that point yet? It's a good question. And it's an important question because at this stage, the intent of the audience, they're not actively searching. They're not yet in that middle of the right. funnel, that consideration phase. So yep. they're not actually, they're, they're simply living their life, going about their everyday life, and they're because of the emotions that they're feeling internally, they're open to that sort of emotional messaging. So using a paid strategy here is where you can target cold audiences, right? You'll be familiar with that because you put that kind of emotional messaging in front of them. And even though they weren't thinking about even considering a purchase, now they're starting to think about it, right? But from an organic strategy, the goal is just to put it in places that you can get the most eyeballs. So yes, you would put it on the front page of your website for if people um, you know, are referred to your brands, they're going to come in and they're going to see that and then resonate with your brand and understand that you're a good emotional fit for what we want. Um, you're going to want to use YouTube, for example, so that uh, it potentially will come up in suggested videos or um, things like that. You would use organic uh, social media as well and ideally the goal here is to get it to be shareable, you know. So if it's, if it's a story that someone emotionally resonates with, then they're likely to comment on it and say, that was beautiful, or that really, you know, connected with me. And then it, you get this kind of organic uh, social spread, right? So that's, that's the goal here is to use that video organically everywhere where the, your people are hanging out. Um, or you can obviously apply a paid strategy to it as well. Yeah, awesome. So that is we're looking at, okay, so I'm, I'm creating this content for the awareness stage. I, I want to tell a story. I want it to be emotional. But what what kind of content, how, what, what thought starters, what questions should I be answering? How would I come about, you know, getting a, an idea for a video that's going to engage people and make them want to watch it? So again, let's keep using this, this baby product company. I, I like that example. 
Sure. Again, here recognizing that it's not about you, that right. it's about your your customer, right? So when you think about storytelling and you know referencing Donald Miller and, and story brand, yep. he often talks about the Great idea point. of exactly that you're not the hero of your your brand story that your customers are. And that's the way to think about it. So whether you take a direct storytelling approach in your video or you take uh, you know something that's feels a bit more organic and, and natural or user-generated. The idea is your product really shouldn't be front and center. It should be there. It should be clear that your product is being used in this situation. Um, but it really needs to be about the people and the emotions that they're feeling. So there's a number of ways this can look. Um, you can certainly use a, a an awareness-type video here to position your brand. And I would call this a brand story video. Mm -hmm. And this might be more telling the story of the product's foundation or inception or invention. Or it might feature uh, interviews with um, the founder of the company. But again, it's not about the company. It's about why did they, you know, discover this new type of baby food that's organic and healthy or something, whatever. I'm right. um, right. just making that up, right? So there's a, it, it's all about the idea of communicating the why behind the brand rather than the, the features, the, the mm, what, mm, right? Got it. Um, again, referencing Simon Sinek, for example, your listeners might be familiar with that. Um, so that's what the video can potentially look like and take a lot of different forms, but I think critically it needs to be, you know, it needs to be human. It needs to take people on an emotional journey in some way. People need to resonate with it um, and you need to really understand your audience to know what it is they're going to resonate with. Yeah, I love that. And 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 so looking at, and you, you mentioned organic baby food, that that's actually a, a good example where you look at, you know, the 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 founder of this this business could be telling the story of, of years that, you know, my baby had all these problems and wasn't sleeping and wasn't happy and we... We didn't know what to do. We're at the end of our rope. Like, just tell this emotional story. But then, and then we started trying at the request of somebody, you know, these organic foods. And then it worked so well. We, you know, we created our own company. And like, you, you begin to tell that story. And then other parents who are in a similar situation, they say, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm, I, I, I'm there. I've been there, you know, that type of thing. 100%. And, and I also love using client stories or customer stories here mm -hmm. as well. So if, if you're not, you know, comfortable telling your brand stories directly as that, then use your customers to to tell the story because your other ideal customers are going to resonate with other people like them. And I think critically, it's not a testimonial. It's not like a product testimonial where, you know, you you have people in a shopping mall and they're just tasting your product and going, yeah, it tastes great. We love it. Um, that's kind of more down the other end of the journey. But here you need to be taking people on a story arc. So, like you explained there, that um, the customer might say, you know, I, I was frustrated that I couldn't find this kind of product for my child. And, you know, like you said, there was pain there. And then we discovered this product and now we've got this new normal life where it's, um, you know, it's our child is growing and thriving and happy and healthy and all that sort of stuff. That's awesome. Okay, so we've got, we've got the awareness stage, beautiful explanation there and walkthrough. So, Next is the consideration stage, right, of the, the shopping journey. So what, what are we looking at here? What types of videos? How are we approaching this? Walk us through this stage. Absolutely. So recognizing that the intention of your, your customer here is, is now focused on, on research. They're focused on, okay, 
I'm thinking about purchasing something. I don't necessarily at this stage know what it is I'm going to purchase. I'm not even now thinking about specific brands or products. I'm just thinking about solving my problem, whatever that problem is, right? And this is where people move into this research phase where now they're Googling stuff. Now they're, um, you know, actively seeking information. Maybe they're doing that through digital means or maybe they're just, you know, speaking to friends or, you know, talking to their mother's groups, for example, in the baby product example. But critically, what the customer wants here, or the potential customer wants here is information. So the goal here for video in this uh, consideration phase is to think about how can we show up for our ideal customers with the information that they're looking for. So from a video perspective, I talk about using helpful content here. So again, it's not about pitching a sale or even you know pitching a product in any way. It's about how can you answer the questions that your customers have? So think about frequently asked questions. Um, think about uh, what are people searching for? This is where things like keyword research can be really valuable. Um, you want to be creating short videos that are allowing your ideal customer to get a small win. So they watch a video and they learn something or they feel more informed about something. Um, and again, I just need a preface here that it's not about educating about your product. That can come later. But right now, it's about educating about the problem that they're, they're facing. Um, using the example of organic baby food, for example, you might create some videos which are educating about, you know, what is in uh, non-organic baby food, the kinds of things that um, maybe cause issues that they haven't thought about. Maybe you're going to create some content around just general um, natural baby health. And it might not be related to food. It might be um, like ways to uh, dress your baby for summer in natural fabrics, for example. You might not even sell natural fabrics, but you know that your ideal audience is going to buy your organic baby food. They're going to resonate with that kind of content. Now, of course, there's going to be a brand impression in this kind of content. So, you know, you have your logo there or, or a representative from your your Business is presenting that information, but it's not about pitching the product at this stage. Great. And so, so keyword research, um, frequently asked questions. I, I really in, uh, like those concepts a lot. Um, other tips on that you would give for how does someone get started there? So, so frequently asked questions, are they just kind of brainstorming and coming up with those? Or do you recommend people interview customers to kind of come up with with some of this content or, or how are we generating or the ideas for this content? Yeah, it's all, it's all of the above. So yes, you can do your, your research just using data that's available to you. But the best way is to ask your customers, whether it be through customer surveys, you know, so, uh, you know, what were you searching for that led you to our product? You know, what questions did you have before you bought the product? That kind of thing. Um, so where you can, getting real data, from your, from your customers, just listening, you know. Um, and that should inform the kinds of content that you can create. So speak to your people who meet your customers or who are on the ground or your salespeople. They're getting the same sorts of questions over and over again. So you need to be showing up and answering those, those questions. So that's a really good way to do it. The other way to go about it is to think about, like I said before, just do some brainstorming around really understanding your audience and what other things do they care about that are maybe just one step removed from your, your product. So yeah, you sell 
baby uh, organic baby food, but like I said, maybe you can uh, create some content around clothing or around general, you know, baby health, um, or maybe you can bring in some expert content as well. Like maybe you can get a a doctor or a baby health expert to create some content about, you know, getting them to sleep or, uh, you know, settling babies. All that sort of stuff is what your audience is going to lap up and you can show up and be that expert source for them. And then when they're ready to buy, who are they going to buy from, right? You've already built that trust and built that relationship with your customer and that can be really impactful. Love it. So let's talk a, l- a little bit about the the technical side of creating these videos. So, so how much should we worry about? Uh, and again, I've got s- several thoughts here from the ad side, but uh, how should we think about production quality? You know, how are we filming these? Is this going to be on our iPhone? Should we hire a production company? Does it does it vary between the awareness stage and the consideration stage in terms of how you're creating this? Just speak to production quality a little bit? Sure, it's a good question because as you move down the funnel, I believe that you can start to drop production value as you go because it's kind of, I kind of liken it to dating, right? On your first Mm -hmm. date with your prospect in front of you across the table at the restaurant, you're going to wear your best clothes, right? Right, right. You're going to make sure you've had a haircut, you're going to shave, whatever. You're going to, you know, smile and give a lot of eye contact and a lot of attention. That's what you need to do on the first date. But then as you get to the 20th date or the, even the third or fourth date, you're probably going to be a bit more casual, you know. And then obviously, well, this is making assumptions, but once once you're kind of married or you're, you're engaged, then maybe you can let your guard down and you can just be yourself, right? So yeah. yeah. It, like, liken it to that. So from a production quality perspective, I think you need to, if, you, if you're going to invest higher budget and hire a production company, then your awareness content should reflect your brand highly in that way. It's like your first impression, right? As you move further down, and it's it's going to vary based on budget, right? If sure. you're a large organization and you can use professional production all the way through this journey, that's great. But if you're a smaller company, then you can start to pull back on production quality as you move down here. So at this consideration phase, I think the goal here is just to be smart about how you produce content. Often you, you can produce content in a, in a batch here. So it's not just making one video once, but it's like, let's do a filming session say, with that child health expert and create 12 pieces of content um, from this one opportunity. Um, So short videos that are used as regular content marketing, um, it's all part of the strategy here. And so budgets are going to vary, but that's the way I think about it. Yeah, I think it's way more important to be valuable, right? To, To resonate, to deliver a message that speaks to people than it is to have high production value, right? Uh, Absolutely. So, so like it's more about the value of the content. But but I do like that analogy, the dating analogy. Hey, we can get more. You still got to be valuable. You still got to be intentional and bring energy and, and value throughout the journey. But you can be more casual potentially, right? You can be more real, whatever, if, the, if that's the right word, uh, the further down the, the funnel you get. So uh, I like yeah. that a lot. Where, where do you believe live video fits into all this, whether we're going YouTube live, Facebook live, you know, some, some other service, where does that fit in any and all categories or or how do you typically use it? It can be used in any and all categories. It's about what you present in your live or or how you go about uh, sharing the information. So you can use live video to tell a story, um, to make an emotional connection in that awareness phase. 
you can absolutely use live video. And this is probably where it's more commonly used in the, in the consideration phase here, where it's more about providing value, educating people about something, or even entertaining, you know, at, at this a consideration phase, if you can show up and just be entertaining for people, then they're going to spend more time with you and your brand, which is valuable as well. So live video works really well here. But live video can also work well at the next stage, which is all about actually making that sale, that conversion end of the journey. And that's where you can like do a, a live product demonstration, for example, or a, a live sale event, you know, which can be quite impactful as well with live video. So yeah, it can, it can be used anywhere across this journey. All right. So let's transition. Let's talk about, you know, the, the conversion stage, the purchase stage of the journey. How are we using video at that stage? So now recognizing that the intent has changed again, and now they're actively looking to purchase. Whether they purchase from you or they purchase from someone else is really what's at stake here, or potentially not purchase at all. So what we need to do is show up for people with our content that overcomes the any potential objections they have from buying from us. So this is where if the other end of the journey at awareness was about emotion, now we're about rational information. When someone's going to part with their cash and press that add to cart button or whatever it is, they have rational questions, right? And they need rational answers. So they want to know the facts, the figures, they want to know how it works, they want to know if it's a good fit for them. So this is where your video needs to do the job, particularly in e-commerce, this is where it needs to do the job of what a traditional bricks and mortar salesperson would do in a retail store. So you're in there. So the intent is that you're looking to buy something usually. Um, so that salesperson's role is to actually like show you your options, try help you try things on, see if it's a good fit, understand how the thing works, open and close the doors, press the buttons, you know, all that sort of stuff. So from a video perspective, that's what you need to do is to create videos that help the purchaser overcome any objections that they have to buying from you. And critical here is that these videos, they need to be deployed on the page, whether it be a shopping cart page or wherever there is a limited barrier to that sale taking place. Because if it does its job, there needs to be just one click away from add to cart, basically. So these kind of videos, they really shouldn't be on social media or on YouTube um, or, you know, on the front page of your website where they then need to go into the, into the store area of the website and actually kind of find the product that you, that you were talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is on the, this is on the product detail page. Uh, yep. This is shared via email page. maybe to an abandoned cart uh, list or something. Mm -hmm. Someone who's really close to making the purchase. We're now demonstrating, showing them the details uh, really clearing up any any questions, handling any objections, hopefully pushing them over the edge to to say yes and to purchase. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Very, very good. Cool. Um, what other tips would you give to someone, you know, again, kind of getting started on on creating videos for, you know, what what equipment do you invest in? Any any things along along those lines of of uh, how to get started in, in creating this kind of content? Before we get into that, Brett, can we go one step further with the journey? Because I think it's oh, absolutely. To I forgot to advocacy, right? Advocacy, <laughs> yeah. But let's go back to the technical stuff because you know the advocacy stage is is next. Because after the purchase is is made, we recognise that that's not where the journey ends. Because our right. goal here is to provide a fantastic customer experience 
so that they'll buy from us again, increase lifetime value, refer other people into the top of the funnel here. So using video here is something that's often really overlooked by everyone in business and particularly a lot of e-commerce as well. And there's real opportunity here for using video in a way to just surprise and delight effectively, right? So some examples of this, and, and it can be used in different ways, but maybe it's a video on the, um, on the confirmation page, just saying, thank you for making this purchase. So a personal, well, it feels personal, you know, thank you for buying this thing. We can't wait to hear how it, you know, improves your life. Um, or maybe it's a video that comes through in the receipt email, for example, that makes you feel that you made the right decision in buying this thing. I think depending on the product, buyer's remorse can be a really critical thing here. So you can, for example, if someone's just bought something, maybe it's a higher ticket ticket thing, to have a video that comes out from the founder of the company or from uh, someone within the company, it doesn't need to be highly produced. It just needs to feel personal. It's just saying, you know, you've made the right decision. Um, this is what happens next. So, you know, we've now got the order and it's then going to be dispatched within one day and you can expect it within a week, whatever. Now people feel like, okay, well, clear, I made the right decision. You're going to probably minimize support requests or refund requests, all that sort of stuff, right? Just by using video in a way that is surprising people. I think another way to think about video here is using it um, as part of your CRM or something like that, where you can actually say, okay, so someone's bought from us six months ago, but they haven't bought from us again, depending on the frequency of purchase for your product. So you can actually trigger something in your CRM that says, okay, let's send them a re-engagement video, which is, um, and it's actually really powerful if it can be personalized. And there are ways to do this through different video tools where maybe one of your salespeople gets a little notification in the CRM it says, hey, Brett hasn't bought from you for six months, time to re-engage him. You can just press a button and basically opens up your webcam and you can say, hey, Brett, how are you? Um, it's Ben from Baby Food Store. Um, we noticed that you haven't bought from us for a little while and we'd love to get you another order shipped out. So, you know, how can we help you further or something like that, right? You can do that in a personalized way and that really stands out for people. Um, and it's more likely to improve that customer experience and get them buying from you again, talking about you. And the possibilities here are kind of endless. Yeah, that's that's so good. And and I think there's a lot of ways that you can use video in that just right after purchase stage. And you, and you hit on some of these, but even a video telling people what to expect. So, hey, when the product arrives, it's going to come in a box like this. Here's Here's how you get into it, right? You open it up and like almost an unboxing video or when you're using the product for the first time, here's what we recommend. And here's some things you may run into. You kind of yeah. alluded to that or mentioned that, that, hey, that can help with support requests, right? It also helps build the anticipation a little bit of when the product comes. It helps, it just it shows that you care as well. It shows that you're really engaged and interested in them as a customer. So lots of ways yeah. to use video. And, and especially in that stage, like that does not need to be high production quality. Just good lighting, clear message, iPhone or whatever, and, and just deliver Absolutely. that. And that's perfect. Yeah. hundred percent. Love all those ideas as well. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So, so we got our, we had our stage, we had awareness, consideration, uh, conversion or purchase and then advocacy. And, and so then let's talk through some of your favorite tools and, and technology 
you know, to, to make this process easier? Because I think there's a lot of people who just don't know where to get started. I think, you know, as you just mentioned there, critically, just get started with what you've got. Yeah. You've got a smartphone in your pocket um, or a webcam on your desk, then you've got the tools to create video. And, you know, like we said, the tolerance for production quality can vary depending on budget and, and where your video fits within that journey that we talked about. But don't use technology as an excuse not to get started. There's no reason yep. to use that as an excuse these days. Yeah. Um, and and I think, as, in, in, to kind of piggyback on a point there, you know, we, as we're talking about YouTube ads as an example, uh, we'll recommend, hey, start with remarketing first, right? Talk to your customer first. Do uh, remarketing, re repeat purchase, reorder campaigns or whatever. And again, that those are the areas where you could be a little more raw and, and authentic. And so, yeah, I'm really glad you pointed that out. Don't let the lack of technology or equipment keep you from doing it and start with those lower in the funnel videos first. And then you can you can kind of work your way up. That'd be my advice anyway. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think from, from a tools perspective, I mean, it, it's kind of endless as well. But, you know, I think that using tools that are available to you, uh, such as, um, you know, social media tools like using live video is free and available to anyone with those social media accounts. Um, I think when you get down to the conversion end, um, particularly for e-commerce, using video tools that are, and allow the right analytics is critical. So don't don't just embed a YouTube video on your on your sales on your, or your product page. It just doesn't allow you enough of the metrics that you really need. I'd recommend using a tool like Wistia um, or, or Vidyard, for example. But Wistia is probably the, uh, the most common uh, used tool there, which allows better analytics and better ways to track um, engagement with the videos. And um, then when we get, let, let's just talk quickly about some of those um, personalized type video tools, because some people might yeah, want to experiment with those. Um, I really love Bonjoro. So Bonjoro is, is one that um, is free to get started with and you can connect it through certain triggers with a CRM or shopping cart software. So someone buys your thing, your app on your phone will kind of ping you with a notification to say so-and-so has bought the product. And then you can just pick up your phone, shoot a quick little video and say, hey, just saw your order come through for our baby food, whatever. And, uh, you know, so awesome to have you here. Um, you know, we're really passionate about what we do and we can't wait to get this product in your hand. Thanks again for buying from us. I can, I can also see that being takes, used. Right? So for some e-commerce stores, they're getting you know, thousands of orders a day or whatever. That'd be kind of difficult. But I, I could see, you know, once someone reaches a certain threshold, hey, this is the fifth time they've purchased or something like that. They've, they've now... Uh, graduated into this class of these. The, this is you know one of our best customers. Let's let's trigger this process. You, you, you called uh, it was Bonjoro, as I said. Bonjoro, B O N J O R O. Yeah, yeah, got it. So now that that triggers, and now we can say, hey, they just told me you made your fifth purchase. We are so excited. We're so thrilled. Here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to send you this little gift or, you know, be, be on the lookout and we're going to email you something special, but just want to tell you thank you. And like something simple like that. And you do a handful of those, you take someone who's a great customer and make them even a, a better advocate. Yeah. Um, really cool uh, tool and, and tactic there for sure. Absolutely. It's not some of those things are not scalable, but um, right. it's the things that aren't scalable that really build those relationships. Absolutely. And improve yeah. those advocates experience. Yep. yep. Cool. Yeah. 
Excellent. Any any other tools or resources you'd recommend? Um, look, I, mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, except I, I, I think just recognizing that if people um, don't get bogged down in in the the technical stuff, you know, like I think that when it comes to editing, people are thinking like, okay, if I'm going to film my own videos, then now we need to get them edited and things like that. Like just look for ways to keep it natural, keep it real, keep it authentic to your brand and your business. And that resonates these days. Mm -hmm. Like the it tolerance does. for lower production quality, I think, I mean, even now post-coronavirus is probably even... The, the highest it's ever been. Having kids <laughs> walk in, which I don't I had kid noise earlier. Yeah. yeah, it's just people are pretty tolerant to that. Yeah, it shows you're human. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, fantastic. So you have an amazing podcast that people should check out. So talk a little bit about your podcast and what you cover and then any resources, articles, blog posts, things like that that people should check out. Yeah, thanks very much for that. So um, we also have awesome guests like Brett, for example, hey. recently. So the Engage Video Marketing Podcast is basically all about exploring this world of online video and and it's power in moving people to take action. So I interview a whole bunch of guests in all sorts of different areas um, about this space of online video, which I'm super passionate about. Um, as far as like further further resources, further learning, um, if they head to engagevideomarketing.com uh, to, to the main page of my website, there's a few different options there. I have a free foundations video course that's actually at engagevideomarketing.com slash foundations which will kind of walk you through the foundations of what an online video strategy might look like for your business. Um, and I also have uh, an, an academy, a, a membership for more for the DIY video marketer, the smaller business, maybe a smaller e-commerce out there, and they're just trying to figure out how to do this video stuff themselves. Um, that's at the engagevideomarketingacademy.com. Really good stuff, Ben. This has been fantastic. Uh, what about on the socials? Can people follow you on? Are you active on on Facebook, YouTube channel, thing, things like that? Yeah, um, just really building my YouTube channel right now. It's something that I neglected for too long. Uh, you can just search Engage Video Marketing there for you on YouTube or Engage underscore Ben on Instagram. It's a great place to find me too. Awesome. Ben, this has been a ton of fun. I love talking video. I love your approach and your perspective. So... Really appreciate you taking the time and being so generous and sharing your insights. Thanks, Brett. Awesome to be here. Yep, absolutely. And so as always, thank you for tuning in and spending your time here on this show. We would love to hear your feedback. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of, less of. Uh, we just love your feedback. Also, we'd love your review on iTunes. So if this show has been valuable, share it with somebody, leave a review on iTunes. That helps other people discover the show as well. And with that... Until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap plus many more. Or 
hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.